0: first stage of any plant begins with the seed. To begin growing cannabis, seeds first need to be germinated, which is when the germ inside the seed breaks into the form of a root, allowing for it to be grown under the right conditions. Dusty, how should our listeners germinate their seeds, and what's the easiest solution you recommend? I think
1: that some of germination could be indicative to the particular varietal. However, on average, your germination takes around, especially if you have good, fresh, viable seeds, around 24 hours. Now, you can increase your likelihood to get a sprout by increasing your germ- germination time prior to planting. So, you know, I like to soak seeds. I think we went over in the last episode for about 20, 24 hours in water in the dark. And then you can take those seeds, the ones that have sank are already germinated, but you can put them between two lightly moistened paper towels, between two plates, and then you'll get a little bit more of a a pre-sprout before going into the ground. This is going to give you the best chances of actually achieving a growing plant.
2: After germination, once your cannabis seeds have sprouted, they are now officially entering what is known as the seedling stage. This is where many grows fail, as this stage is when the plant is at its most vulnerable state, easily open to disease and destruction. Dusty, how can we best protect our seedlings as they, transi- as they transition to the vegetative growth state?
1: Simply put, by giving them the proper environment in which to thrive. So you really want to monitor the, the temperature in which they're growing. And I recommend starting your seedlings around 80 degrees in temperature with a, a light that's not too intense. So a lot of the new modern lights that, like LEDs um, have the ability to actually turn down the wattage. And you want to start them on a lower watt so there's not so many photons hitting them. That could that could damage your, your small seedlings. And um, other than that, you're just not letting them get too hot, too cold, and not over-underwatering them. And that should, you know, the, the plant's actually re- relatively easy to grow. You just don't want to give it any extreme conditions to fight against.
0: How much do we fertilize our seedlings and uh, about how deep should the soil be? It depends on the substrate you're using, but
1: if you're in any any type of semi-soil, light soil mix, cocoa, or hydroponic substrate, you're probably going to need to start giving them nutrients sooner than later, Um, but you will be giving them a very light nutrient formula. Now, every type of bottle nutrients there are out there has a different recommended rate, so I recommend starting there, maybe getting some feedback from other growers that are using a similar nutrient, just to make sure you're giving them the right levels.
2: Are there any other, you know, really tips or guidelines to follow out throughout this stage to make sure we're ensuring our healthy, strong roots that will help us lead to a future robust yield?
1: Yeah, I think one that I didn't mention was keep it clean. You know, keep your grow room clean. Don't, you know, don't put your plants in a room where your cat's litter box is. You want to really make sure that you prevent them from any type of infestation, and the best way to do that is by keeping them in a really, really clean space that's void of all animals. You want to make sure you keep yourself clean. Don't go into your grow room right after going to the park or mowing the lawn. Um, Take a shower first and just
0: make sure that you don't uh, expose your plants to any potential pest. So now we've successfully made it through the germination and seedling stage. Now we're guiding our plants through the vegetation stage when growth rapidly accelerates, leading to plants growing sometimes as much as five inches in one day. Dusty, why is it that our plants begin to grow so quickly during this stage, and what's really accelerating their development?
1: So plants grow because they're getting all of the, con- the appropriate conditions to, uh, to feed their photosynthetic activity. So that means they're getting light, water, and air in the right amounts, and that water is including some nutrients as well. The air is including uh, increased levels of CO2 or at least appropriate levels of CO2. And the light is delivering the right amount of photons to the canopy. So if you've got all three of those dialed along with the appropriate levels of humidity and temperature, you can really get some vigorous growth in the vegetative state. So the, the one reason they take off is because they're developing a root zone. That's the main reason. And the roots are able to deliver more nutrients faster to the plants. You're increasing the light intensity. The light intensity is combining with CO2 and water to produce sugars, and, plant, and that's when plants really take off. So dial in the environment, and the plant will take off. Um, I think an inch a day is great growth. If you're hitting five inches a day, please give me a call. <laughs> Love to
2: talk to you. Are there any you know, key differences in this growth process between varying strains like an indica, sativa, hybrid, or do any of them
1: require special
2: treatment versus the others?
1: You know, every varietal is unique. So indica sativa hybrid have some general components to them where you can expect sativa plants to be taller and thinner, um, a little bit more lanky, grow maybe a little faster in the vegetative uh, stage. At least per, per, the perception of growth is faster because they're a taller varietal. Um, indicas tend to be shorter, so they require uh, you know less ceiling height and. They, you know, they have different flowering times. I think that's the that's the main difference, perceived difference between indicas and sativas. So if true sativas being 13, 14 weeks, it's going to be relatively um, impossible to grow a pure sativa within this program and produce enough medicine for yourself just because of the length of time that flowering takes. Um, indicas can be as short as six to seven weeks of flowering time. Most of the plants that are grown within the cannabis space are hybrids that lean towards having indica char- characteristics or sativa characteristics that flower from 8 to 10 weeks. So not a huge difference maybe, but there could be a pretty substantial height difference.
0: Since the plants are growing so much during this stage, do you recommend like blasting them with nutrients and kind of getting in there and doubling, I guess even, uh, the amount of nutrients that your plant is getting? Or is it kind of one of those things that you just maintain it and just give it just the right amount in?
1: You know, assuming you're, you're not growing in a, in a super soil or some type of, you know, well-amended organic soil, you are going to be increasing the amount of bottled nutrients you use throughout the plant's growth cycle through probably, you know, week four in flower. So just kind of slowly upticking those every week and adjusting the MPK ratios to meet the stage of the plant's growth.
2: Will our lighting generally stay the same throughout the rest of the vegetation cycle or will we need to introduce new lighting systems or any sort of natural lighting at any point?
1: You're going to gradually increase your light intensity at pretty much as fast as the plant can take it. So the faster you increase the components of photosynthesis, the faster growth and the more the hardy of a plant you're going to get.
0: How do you know you're growing healthy plants? Because a, a lot of people in this program are going to be beginners and it's going to be their first time. So I guess what are some of the, the signs that, you know, your plant isn't growing as rapidly as it should be? Maybe it's not as healthy as it should look. What are the things that you should look out for throughout this process?
1: Yeah, frowning leaves is a good, you know, component. The the not getting an inch a day in growth is a good thing to look for. Um, if your plants seem to be stunted, there's probably an issue going on. Um, definitely could be overwatering. Could you could have already achieved a nutrient lockout? Maybe you know went a little bit too heavy with nutrients early on, and the plants started rejecting them. They started to build up in the soil. That's going to stun out your growth, and it's going to be pretty apparent in the look of your plant. Um, you'll if your plant doesn't look happy it's not happy about how tall should
2: we you know be looking for them to be throughout this stage right now
1: so when you first and when you you know you'll get a sprout and that's going to be a half an inch right and it's going to go all the way up to as big as large as you want to grow them based on the amount of time you have in veg so you can keep plants in a you 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 manipulate the plant's life cycle you tell it when to flower So you can let veg go as long as you want to, and that's really relative to the amount of space and how large of a plant you want to grow. Um, Ultimately, I'd recommend flowering somewhere between 18 and 36 inches.
0: How can we use color to help us identify the overall health of our plants throughout this process?
1: Yeah, so color is a great indicator of plant health and or nutrient deficiency. Um, MPK is pretty simple you're going to look at things like, you know, what you're going to try to achieve is nice, light green stems with medium to not too dark green fan leaves. You get a little bit dark, you might start to be approaching that, that level in which you could achieve nutrient lockout. So you're going to be eyeing the tips of those leaves for browning, and that's going to be the first sign that you're feeding it a little bit too much. And as soon as you see a burnt leaf tip is what we call it, it's really not, it's it's not overly burnt, but it's the first sign that it's time to back down on your nutrients or maybe just give your plants some fresh water and flush the nutrients in the soil out. You should do that right away as soon as you see brown leaf tips. The second thing that you that you might look for is a deficiency. So um, if assuming they don't have burnt leaf tips and the leaves are light green or starting to yellow, that's a nitrogen deficiency. Um, you, if you're looking for some, if, if you're finding that your stems are no longer light green, that they're starting to look purple, um, you probably need to increase your nutrients too. The first thing I look for before increasing it nutrients is those burnt leaf tips. If your your plants are expressing a sign of nutrient deficiency, but your tips are burnt, then you're probably locked out, and that's a dangerous place to be. And make sure you flush with plenty of fresh pH balanced uh dechlorinated water when you begin um that re- when you begin recovering from something like that
2: so you know it sounds like you may have some plants that could be effectively growing but others that aren't so what would be the best option to pursue in a situation like that do you literally just cut your losses and focus on the healthier ones
1: most plants can bounce back from a little bit of stress uh, but if they're really stressed out or really unhealthy, be it that, you know, within this program you have a limited plant count, I definitely recommend, you know, cut your losses if it's too bad. But generally, most plants are very, the cannabis plant can bounce out of uh, out of little stresses.
0: After the vegetation cycle, the longest stage of our growth cycle, flowering, which can last up to 6 to 12 weeks, begins. Dusty, is this the stage where we're finally able to determine the sex of our plant?
1: You know, People with a real trained eye can sometimes determine the sex of their plant while it's still in the vegetative state. Uh, most people will be able to determine the sex of a plant in the first seven to ten days of flowering. Um, so, yes, early flowering is the stage where you, you need to identify. You don't want to go any longer than that unless you're, you're trying to grow seed, uh, especially if you're going from a, you know a non-feminized varietal. When would you
2: say that this pre-flowering or flowering stage really officially begins? How can we tell it's no longer in the vegetation cycle, and when it's appropriate to make the switch?
1: So you get these white styles and stigmas, often referred to as pistils, um, that begin to to form on a female plant, and they're just yeah, you'll you'll notice a difference. These little white fuzzy things pop out, and it's an exciting day. Uh, you know, when I the very first plant I ever sexed. This is a horrible story. I probably shouldn't tell it, but um, I uh, I got so excited about it. I called like my roommates up to my my room and showed them my closet and was like, "Look at this right here," because I had identified that you know this plant, this seed I had started was a female. And I held it up, and when I did, I put the top right through the ceiling fan and it chopped it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm pretty oh, sure we would. <laughs> So yeah, it wasn't a good feeling. I was just like <laughs> damn, but it was still really good. It was like I still remember it to this day. Was it was wonderful. a cross between Island Sweet Skunk and Juicy Fruit, and I could smell that smell anywhere. And that was years and years ago. So um, it still worked out, and I learned a lesson to be, you know really careful with your babies right away. So, right. Hard lesson to learn. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's okay. It was early enough in the cycle to where, you know, I didn't have that big chunky cola that I wanted on that particular plant, but it had plenty. You know, if you top them early on, they'll still, they won't lose too much yield. So. Uh,
0: I guess we kind of skipped over this, but for the beginners again, why is it important to know the sex of the plant? Uh, you know, what's the difference between the two plants? And kind of, yeah, can you expound on that a little bit?
1: Absolutely. You know, cannabis is a a dioecious plant and that means that it produces male and female and um, the the male plants do not produce any any usable flower whatsoever. Only the female does. And if you have a male in the room with your females, it's going to pollinate them and your females are going to produce seed. So they won't produce as much flower and you'll have to pick all the seeds out of of your flower before you consume it. You, if you don't want that, it's highly recommended to get all the males out before they drop any pollen on your garden. So males look a little bit different than a female. They express with a little ball underneath the branch or flowering site. And if you see anything that resembles a little ball, you need to uh, cut it down right away.
2: What type of cultivating practices are we introducing during this flowering stage that we haven't begun yet? Are we using more water or specialized nutrients?
1: Well, the first thing that's different about the flowering cycle from the vegetative cycle is 12 hours of complete darkness. You've got to achieve 12 hours of complete darkness, and you need to keep that consistent throughout the entire flowering stage. So make sure... That you pick your nighttime, you can manipulate what time you want it, your nighttime to be in your garden. So make sure you pick a schedule that you can stick to. It's it's stressful on a plant to breach that cycle at all. Um, If you do turn on the lights in the middle of a night cycle, I would definitely follow that back up with another twelve hours of darkness. Uh, Additionally, your plant's going to be getting bigger. You want to. Learn to prune your plant, removing portions of the plant that aren't going to produce really good flower. That'll help transfer that energy into flowering sites that are getting good light and are going to produce a really good finished product. You're probably going to be watering more often. You're going to be increasing your nutrient strength probably through an average of week four of the growth cycle. And uh, the light intensity can also increase at this point.
0: What type of identifiable plant characteristics become noticeable during this stage? all the parts of the flower
1: start to form. So it's just, you know, you start to, to in, in the upward growth ceases after about two weeks. You're gonna notice that for the first two to three weeks of flower, your plants stretch. When you first introduce this dark cycle, plants have um, cells a lot like your eyeballs that are looking for light all the time. So they keep looking for light during the first two weeks of darkness, which creates um, rapid upward growth. So make sure you plan that head space into your garden that allows your 24 inch plant to turn into a 48 inch plant relatively quickly. That's
2: that's kind of just interesting to think about. How I, I'm trying to just take back how did someone figure out turn the lights off and maybe it'll actually grow better?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Or like you know, I I mean I'm assuming that it was observations in nature and the decrease and someone probably came up with a the theory. This is just you know.
0: Hypothesizing, but someone came
1: up, away. came up with the theory that as the days shorten and, and plants received less light, that's when they actually initiated flowering.
0: We know that we have to flush our plants toward the end of its cycle. So, uh, how do we determine when it's at that point and yeah, when we should start this flush?
1: You you really get to know your varietals every time you grow So each strain is going to be different as far as its total flowering time. And you want to start your flush, if you're using a nutrient that requires flushing, I think at least 14 days ahead of harvesting to make sure that you have no nutrients left residually in the plant. And uh, that's all driven by the harvest date. And so you don't always know the harvest date the first time you grow a crop. So the best way you can get to um, as close as possible to the right information is from the original breeder of the strain. They usually attach a flowering time right onto the seed pack. And so you go off that and it may give you a wide range, 60 to 70 days. So I think the best and the, the, the best time to start a flush on a 60 to 70 day strain is around day 50. So you plan your nutrient cycle around that. You flush extra early on that first crop, and and so that way you're prepared to harvest it in time. Now, some characteristics that would probably mean you're too late is you would have a lot of those pistols or styles and stigmas uh, turning from white to red. And so red hair is your first sign. Um, The scientific way to approach your harvest date and make sure you're harvesting the right way is by taking a magnifying glass or a microscope and looking at the trichome. So the trichome is the little crystal that forms the bulbous uh, head where all your cannabinoids and terpenes form. They're held in by a little waxy cuticle. And so within that, you'll notice a change in the trichome as you get closer to your harvest date where they turn from clear to cloudy and then finally to amber. Your goal is to harvest with a very minimal amount of amber trichomes. That's usually a conversion from THC to CBN. So you wanna harvest in that clear to cloudy state right before too many turn amber. Um, And that's gonna be unique to your varietal and the the effects that uh, you're looking to achieve. So get to know your strain. That's the best way to do it. Grow it over and over again and perfect it. And then you'll, you'll, you'll get better at it every time.
2: For our more novice listeners out there, would you mind just simply explaining what flushing exactly means? Why are we doing it, and you know, why is it so important to the health of our plants?
1: Yeah, well, flushing's really important for your own personal health. You want to remove all the nutrients from it. Um, you know, it's not good to have nitri- residual nitrogen left over in your final cannabis plant. Uh, could lead to you know some potential um, health risks. And it's also going to re- greatly reduce the experience. Um, plants that aren't flushed appropriately uh, will be harsher and, and, and just it won't be great to smoke. So if you're looking to smoke your cannabis, it's really important to flush for the out- overall outcome of the quality of the product in the end.
0: I think that's a good place to wrap up. So when we pick back up on episode three of our Home Grow series, we'll be able to get into our harvest, final dry and cure. I want to thank you, Dusty, again for joining us and you revolutionaries as well. Join the revolution. Join the revolution.